Hey, Praise Chapel Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is from our Sunday morning service with evangelist David Diga Hernandez in a message about kingdom dominion. Now, if you haven't followed us on Instagram or Facebook, give us a follow at PC Paramount, and then be sure to check out our website at praisechapelparamount.com. Enjoy this message. Amen. Good morning. Happy to be here with you. Don't we have an awesome worship team? Well, it's good to see all of you, and I'm going to minister um, a short word this morning. Well, relatively short. We'll see. I'm not going to make any promises. Uh, well, I'm going to minister a word this morning, and then we're going to do something a little bit different. I do want to take a moment to welcome those of you watching online all around the world. You know, we have a really strong online presence as a church, and this is something that's growing. And so if you're watching online, we want you to know that you're a part of the family, We love you, and we'd actually love for you to join us here in person one of these days. And how many of you here would make them feel right at home? We would love to have you here, so welcome. I'm ministering this morning on partnering with God in establishing dominion. Partnering with God in establishing dominion. I want to talk to you about this because I think it's important that we understand the role of the church when it comes to establishing dominion in this world. Now, when I talk about the establishment of dominion, I'm by no means talking about dominating people. Dominion is not domination, not when it comes to the believer. The believer does not dominate people. We dominate demonic power. So when we talk about having influence in this world, I think sometimes we become confused and we can start to picture some of that political maneuvering. Uh, We start to imagine maybe, you know, a very, very, very extremist, far right-wing fanatic thinking. And though we are, as believers, working to establish God's dominion in this earth, we do so not through physical force, not through violence, though there is an element to spiritual violence against the kingdom of hell, but we do so through the spreading of the gospel. Dominion is simply the domain where God's influence reigns. In God's dominion, there is God's will. And when you have God's will, you have the results of God's will, which are life and peace and hope and joy and love and so forth. Now, you look around the world today, and it's apparent that we, the church, must reclaim our rightful place as God's authority in this earth. Now, again, I know this makes some people nervous when you hear talking like this. This is not by any means a political speech. We are not right or left. We are heavenly. We, 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 we sit in different places. You get what I'm saying? So, so what I'm talking about here is establishing in any sphere or in any place the king's dominion, God's way of life, God's plan, God's way of doing things, God's nature in any one situation. God needs to have dominion in your home. But before he can have dominion in your home, he must have dominion in your heart. 
So once God's dominion begins to become established in you, you are taken from the kingdom of darkness. Now let me show you what God intended for you and I. Go to Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to show you just a couple verses here. Genesis chapter 1, beginning at verse number 27. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, let's emphasize that, especially for today. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28, it's a whole sermon in itself. The world's gone mad. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Now look at what he says here. Look at the instructions to Adam and Eve. Look at the instructions that God gives to mankind. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Now go to Psalm chapter 8. Psalm chapter 8. When I look at the night sky and see the work of your fingers, this is Psalm chapter 8, verse 3. When I look at the night sky and see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you set in place, what are mere mortals that you should think about them, human beings that you should care for them? Now, what we're about to read in some translations was actually mistranslated and not even unintentionally. The translators, when looking at this portion of Scripture, said this could not possibly be. And so they changed it to say a little lower than the angels. But look at what it actually says here. Yet you made them only a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You gave them charge of everything you made, putting all things, say all things, all things under their authority. Their flocks and the herds and all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, the fish in the sea, and everything that swims the ocean currents. Make no mistake, church. Let me be very clear. The nations of the world belong to the church. The United States, God has given the church the authority in this nation. California belongs to the church. Now I know again, when we start talking like this, some people get a little uncomfortable because of maybe some bad experiences we've had with, again, with some extremist thinking. And there's extremist thinking in any truth that you have. Someone will always take something to the extreme. But we must understand that God has given us the responsibility of cultivating heavenly culture in every sphere of influence we have. If you are frustrated with the way things seem to be trending in the nation, if you're frustrated with the way things seem to be trending in the world, please know that the responsibility that you and I have been given is first and foremost in our heart and our home. Once you've established dominion there, what you do is you begin to establish it everywhere that you go. Dominion is who you are. Dominion is what we establish when we preach the name of Jesus. Dominion is what we establish when we demonstrate an act of love or we demonstrate patience or we demonstrate peace 
in the middle of a chaotic situation. You and I are cultivators. You and I are stewards of this earth. And as we move and as we live and as we exist in this world, we are to transform this world into what God's agenda was. What did Jesus say to pray? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy what? Kingdom come. Where? On earth. As it is in? So what's it like in heaven? That's a good word. Heavenly. In heaven, it's heavenly. We are to establish heaven on earth. Now, we must get beyond this defeated victim mentality if we are going to walk in victory. I can't tell you how many Christians I've talked to. I'll post the message, and, and then every message, you'd be amazed at some of the comments. I'm, Steve, you've seen some of the comments. P speaking of people taking things to the extreme, comments are just the strangest things sometimes. 99% of them are great. 1%, you'll get, uh, well, yeah, maybe I'm being too kind, but, but a, a small percentage of them, a small percentage of them are just very, very, Justin, you, you see the comments too. They're just the strangest things in the world. Uh, but I'll, I'm, I'm always amazed that I can post a sermon on how you have victory through prayer or how to pray down heaven or how to overcome attacks of the enemy or how to walk in God's favor. Messages like this, and it never fails. Whenever we put something out that talks about these amazing truths regarding the victory that we have in Christ, there's always somebody who writes, well, this doesn't work for me. And then they go on listing all of the things that make them miserable. They'll say, oh, I haven't been financially blessed in years, though I've talked to God, so he's ignoring me. I don't have a spouse, so God's ignoring my plea for a spouse. Nothing good ever happens. Everything bad always happens to me. No matter what I do, I can't seem to get myself out of this rut, and I'm just praying that God one day will come and fix it all. Victim mentality. Victim mentality. You know what a victim mentality says? that my circumstances are a result of my surroundings. That my circumstances are a result or, or the lack of peace in my heart, the lack of joy in my heart, the lack of power in my life, the lack of love I demonstrate. All of that is a result of everything that's happening around me. Everything and everyone is against me and no matter what I do, I can't seem to come out from under it but I'm here to remind you of who you are in Christ and what you have in him. You know, do you know it's impossible for a Christian, a true believer, to be a victim of anything? You may say, well, what if they're a victim of, of a crime? Well, if they steal from me, God will replace it. Even if they should take our lives, in, 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 even in death, the Christian is victorious. Think about that. No, really think about that. That even in death, I have victory. So, so, so if someone ever takes the life of a believer, we don't need to call them a victim. Because even in that, they have victory. So you and I have victory in Christ. You and I have dominion in Christ. You and I are seated in heavenly places with Christ. The Bible says this in Ephesians 2, 6. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ, and seated us with him in heavenly realms. Why? Because we are united with Christ. 
1 Corinthians 6.3. This is powerful. Don't you realize that we will judge angels? Let me read that again, because I don't think you caught that. 1 Corinthians 6.3. Don't you realize that we will judge angels? So you surely should be able to resolve ordinary disputes in this life. See, there's a, there's, a, there's a heavenly principle that you'll see threaded all throughout the scripture, and that's this simple idea, that if I can't be trusted with the earthly, God will not trust me with the heavenly. What's going on over here? Oh, that's Zavala. Good to see you, man. He's still in a microphone, man. I had to, I'm sorry. Half the room was looking over there at you. <laughs> He's like, I'm just doing my job. <laughs> Dominion continues into the heavenly if we can learn to rule the earthly. So when I'm talking about dominion, guys, I, I think sometimes we fail to realize that you and I have so much power to affect change in this world. And this isn't just some cliche. This isn't some idea that's way out there and difficult to attain. I'm talking about something that's immediately available to you as soon as you walk out of these doors. I'm serious. As soon as you get up out of your seat today and walk out of those doors, you have the ability to establish the dominion of God in the places that you go. Whenever you win a soul to Christ... That soul is translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Whenever you choose patience over responding in anger, you've established kingdom dominion. Whenever you choose peace instead of drama, you've established dominion. Whenever you choose to forgive, no matter how offended you are, you've established dominion. Whenever you choose to love, no matter how unlovable you may deem that person to be, you've established dominion. When you choose holiness over sin, even in the secret places of your life, you've established dominion. When you choose to demonstrate godliness in your home, in front of your children, in the hearts of your children, you're establishing dominion. Whenever you choose to do what is right, even at the cost that you might count, whenever you choose to do what is right, even when it costs you something, you're establishing dominion. When you show up to work and you're a hard worker and not lazy and you put in your best and you do what you have to do and you don't steal time and you don't steal items and you're not taking breaks that are too long, you're establishing dominion. You who go to school, when you are diligent to study and you apply yourself in what you're studying and you work hard and you go and you become successful in this world, you're establishing dominion. When you pay your taxes properly out of your business, you're establishing dominion. Are you getting this, church? We establish dominion through everyday action our choices cultivate the earth. 
When I choose to do that which is opposite the nature of God, I'm losing ground for the kingdom. My question to you is, who has dominion in your heart? Who has dominion in your home? Who has dominion in your marriage, in your business, in your academic pursuit? Who has dominion in your life, in your mind? Who has dominion in your emotions? Because if we say we're under the king's dominion and do things that represent another kingdom, what we're doing is damaging to the name of Jesus. What we have for the world is truth and freedom and purpose and divine dignity and liberation from sin. Do you realize you have the answer? Not an answer, not a way, not an option. You have the answer. Carry yourselves in that way. If we go through our whole lives, Jesus is my savior, but man, life is just so miserable. A lot of talk about privilege today. Privilege, 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 privilege. There's no greater privilege than knowing Jesus. And, and, and you know, when you have the Holy Spirit, there's no greater advantage in life. Let me say that again. There's no greater privilege than knowing Jesus. That it, you want to talk about, I am privileged. It's my Christian privilege. I'm the king's son. I walk in dominion. I have divine authority. I have the power of the Holy Spirit. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Any tongue that rises against me, God will curse. I walk in that Christian privilege, and I'm not ashamed of it. No matter who you are, no matter where you come from, no matter what your story, no matter what your circumstance is, when you know Jesus and you walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, you are victorious in him. And it is from that place of victory that you live. It is from that place of dominion that you live. It's from that place of understanding who you are in him. Some of you have made horrible mistakes in your past. We all have. Some of us are just better at hiding them than others. Everyone's made mistakes. Everyone has done things for which they are ashamed. Everyone has done things that they wish they could go back and change. But can I tell you something? That when you're in Christ, you become a new creation. All things become new. Perhaps your upbringing with your family circumstance or where you're from maybe didn't position you to get ahead in this life as the world deems getting ahead. But I'm here to remind you that greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. I am in Christ, and because I'm in Christ, I have that dominion. When you realize this power that you have, when you realize who you truly are in him, you begin to recognize that you're not walking under a curse, you're walking in favor. God has blessed you. Can, can anyone curse what God has blessed? Can anyone come against who God is for? Can anyone alter the destiny of someone who God has made plans for? No, God has put his purpose in you. 
God has put his spirit in you. Stop saying to yourself, I can't do it. Stop saying to yourself, well, I'm just the last in line. Stop saying to yourself that bad things always happen to me and things are just really tough and this life is just really difficult. You know, I, I was reading this testimony of a friend of mine on Facebook and I remember for years he just lived in chaos. Chaos, chaos, chaos. I know he wouldn't mind me sharing this. Chaos, and I'm talking real chaos. Very angry, very, very, very angry at the world. But there was a turning point in his life. I watched him get delivered from mindsets. I watched him get delivered from a drug addiction. I watched him get delivered from worldly mentalities. And he wrote something on Facebook that just stood out to me. He said, you know, for the longest time, I thought that it was just my lot in life that things would come against me like they do. Yes, and then one day I realized it was my mentality and my choices. And once he said he caught that, everything turned. Dominion is established by people who are victorious. So I just want to kind of review what I've been telling you. First and foremost, dominion is our responsibility, and we must establish it everywhere we can. Secondly, you can't establish dominion if God does not have dominion in your heart. But once you discover who you are, it enables you to walk in victory. You have the favor of God on your life. Think about that. I can't tell you how many times people ask me to write their resume, their letter, a letter of recommendation for them. And letters of recommendation work because especially if you're trying to go into a certain field, if you get the recommendation of someone who's known in that field, it really does a lot for you. I mean, anytime someone wants to go into, you know, a ministry or a, a you know, a TV ministry or anything like that, you want to get someone's recommendation from a ministry or TV ministry. You want to go into, you know, whatever industry, maybe uh, the, the, you want to become a police officer. You're going to want to, if you get someone who's a former captain, that's going to do really well for you. But think about the fact that in life, when you live according to God's word, and really that's what it comes down to, you start living according to God's word, you will see the blessing of God. You say, David, are you preaching the prosperity gospel? I certainly am not preaching the poverty gospel. And while I know that there has been some extreme abuse on this subject, I think it needs to be said from time to time that you are royalty. Yes, we're servants. Yes, life will throw trials and tribulation at us. Yes, we'll have to deal with all of that. That's not something I'm saying we can avoid. And yes, we should lay down our lives, and it's about picking up our cross. But there's another side to that. Your royalty. And if all else fails, you have God's endorsement. You have God's favor. Whatever you're facing today, you're looking at the situation. You're saying, there's no way around it. It's not going to happen for me. It just doesn't seem possible. Or you may be saying, if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. You may be saying, well, I've tried and I've tried and I've tried in this one area. And Think about that area that frustrates you most. You've just tried to succeed or you've tried to overcome or you've tried to get breakthrough and you've gone again and again and again. 
He makes a way where there seems to be no way. Just when you least expect it. Maybe right before you're about to quit. God's going to come through. God's going to make it happen. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. And in that victory, from that place, you use that divine authority to establish dominion. God never intended that dominion would be established by defeated Christians. Dominion and your mentality are directly linked. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning, church? It's our responsibility to begin to establish God's kingdom everywhere. Do you know why the world is the way it is? Because Christians are stepping away from places of influence. Saying, well, Jesus is coming back. It's all going to get worse. You know, can I just be honest with you? You know, nobody, as it turns out for end times and eschatology, nobody really knows how all that plays out. You know, there's like 30 different viewpoints on all of that. We know there's going to be a rapture. Absolutely. (laughs) When? Maybe after the tribulation. Who knows? Maybe before, maybe in the middle. I'm pan-trib. It all pans out in the end. But you know, I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the moment. We get so wrapped up in kind of the conspiracy of it all. We, we love the idea, ooh, it's all going down. We want to kind of watch it all unfold. But I think sometimes we forget that while we're here, whenever we're going, while we're here, Dominion is ours, and it's our responsibility. So whatever influence you have, you may say, I'm not really an influential person. Yes, you are. Everyone's influential. It just depends upon how you're influencing people. Wherever you have relationship, you have influence. Wherever you are heard, you have influence. Wherever you do work, you have influence. Wherever you do your thinking, you have influence. You as a person existing are the influence. The question to you is, are you living in a victim mindset or are you living victoriously in Christ? And it's not, nothing, it has nothing to do with your circumstances. You could be going through hell and be victorious. Job was victorious. All the apostles, shipwrecked, beaten, whipped, kicked out of cities, rebuked, put in jail. He was victorious. It's not your circumstance I'm talking about. It's your state of mind. You're not a victim. Let me say that again. I rebuke that thought in Jesus' name. You're not a victim. You're victorious. You have the strength of the Holy Ghost in you. You have the favor of the King. You have the purpose that's been handed down from heavenly places seated in high places with Christ Jesus. I rebuke every lie of the enemy that has told you that you have to settle for less. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. What is that life? It's fellowship with God. It's peace in your heart despite the pain. 
It's joy in your heart despite the tragedy. It's love in your heart despite everything going on around you. It's confidence in his word. It's trust in his name. It's being held in his hand. The favor of God is the presence of God. Victory in Christ is knowing him through it all. What I want to do, and for those of you here and those of you watching, I'm going to do a little bit of a different altar call here today. I'm actually going to have you just, if, if you want to respond to this, let me just see your hand. Because I want to do something different. You're saying, I need, I need to learn to establish dominion, and I need to learn to, to come out of that victim mentality. Let me see. So what I want you all to do, lift your hands. That's your altar call today. And you in your home, I'm here to encourage you. You know, sometimes things get built up so much. And you know, we don't want to hear, oh, I'm not a victim. Because sometimes it's easier to think that. Because then the work ahead doesn't have to be done. But I'm here to tell you, you can do it. You can make it out of that hole. You can come out of that darkness. You can be broken from that mindset. God can set you free. So Father, in Jesus' name, we honor and we bless you. And we thank you, Lord, that despite the trials, despite the hardships, which will come, despite the persecution, which will come, thank you that we've been given the privilege of picking up our cross, laying down our lives, and thank you, Lord, that in the midst of that, you give us the favor of your presence, the strength and the joy and the peace in, your, in our hearts, Lord. And I pray for your people today. Liberate them, God. Let them hope again for their future. Let them hope again for good things. I want you to do this. Tur tur I do this at all our miracle services. Turn to somebody and say, something good is going to happen to you. You online, put it in the comment section. Something good is going to happen to you. No, I'm serious. Turn to someone else. By faith, tell them something good is going to happen to you. Do you guys see the way the room just came alive? You're, you're making a declaration according to truth. Making a declaration according to truth. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.